0: You expect precision from your smart thermostat. Of course. From from your camera. Of course. From the drone that you bought. Absolutely. For your children. Absolutely. So that they can fly a drone and, and take covert pictures of your neighbor's backyards. Precisely. Precisely. Why the hell would you settle less for less when you cook? I won't, and I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Jewel Sous Vide uses precise temperature control. Their trademark visual doneness guides will help you cook food exactly the way you want it. Jewel, perfect food every time. To get yours, and you really should, because it's fun to use and easy to use, and it makes your food yum-town. Go to ChefSteps.com slash Jewel. Use the code HOMOPHILIA to get 15 bucks off for a limited time.
1: That's ChefSteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code HOMOPHILIA. Correct. (laughs) Hey, <laughs> Matt. Remember hi. last week when I started the show by just saying... <laughs> <Jet>. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, man. I do. You did a lot better this just week.
0: Get worse every week. No, listen. How was your Coachella, day? Oh, you know what? It was the best. It was yeah. the best because I didn't go. The live stream is so good. The live stream is so good. That's I've been the doing way to that. do it. I've been doing that for the last <clears throat> few years. And like occasionally, you know, people come by and yeah. we'll like hang out and I'll grill and it's like it's every it's all the comforts of home and then a show yeah and like when you're ready to go to bed bed is right there so it's and it's like yours Coachella but better but much better Great. I went to one I went to one in like 02 or o three mm-hmm. and um and even then okay first of all this will date this will date the experience and me. Uh, I was most excited to see G Love and Special Sauce, <laughs> so I sure. got to see them. Great. Jack Johnson was a special guest; he was oh. an up and comer at the time. I think maybe Pete Yorn was there also. This would have been
1: my kind of Coachella. It was a
0: very Indie One Hundred and Three kind of a kind of a Coachella. Nice. And I didn't make it to the headliner, who was Bjork. I think I saw maybe two songs. Yeah. And, and as I was saying before, there was uh, there was the beginnings of what this art. Situation would be there. Now there's all kinds of sculpture and it's interesting and there's lasers and whatnot. Um, At the time, there was like one uh, sort of like arch hallway thing of like string lights. Mm Mm-hmm. And I walked through it, and I said, "Well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm glad someone took the time on that." And then I looked back at all the other people who were going through it, and it was like, "Oh, I'm the one who's not yes. on mushrooms, and that is who that is for."
1: Yeah, and I was I, the person it was for. Okay, I was the person really? on mushrooms, just tripping, but also literally tripping, okay. just my way through those. God always. bless. God bless America. Did it's you see? Did those. you see? Pardon me. It's the only way to do those. Yeah, yeah. I guess so.
0: Did you see um, Justin Bieber? In his little PJ set. No, how'd he do? He was no, he didn't, he didn't perform, but he was there, and he, he really looked like he was in somewhere between children's pajamas and a male romper. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And this new look of his that I don't fully understand. He's yeah. like a little lion boy now, and uh, and he was just kind of really trying to get some fun going, you know, just trying to trying to dance and stuff and yeah. make some things happen, and it didn't it didn't quite happen for him, but God bless.
1: I'm so not sorry that I missed it. Yeah. yeah. How Um, was your Coachella? Oh, God. So good. I saw 30 seconds of Beyonce on Instagram, and it was amazing, and that's all I needed. Okay. You should watch the whole thing. It is great. It's very long, and I can't believe we stayed
0: awake for the entire thing, but it was riveting. Hot take. She is really good. She is actually pretty talented. Um, She's all right.
1: We have a very exciting show because we have a real live – not just a writer, but an author. I know. It's exciting. A, a person who writes books. I know fiction books, um, dreams of characters what,
0: and stuff. What books are you reading? I am reading a book called *Christadora* right now uh, okay. by Tim Murphy. Uh-huh. It is set in a building that is like two blocks away from my old apartment in New York in the East Village, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's like right across from Tompkins Square Park. And this is one of those kind of sprawling books that you know takes place over decades and jumps backward and forward in time, and it's uh, it's really great. Nice. And it makes me want to just check out for a full weekend and just finish it. I'm getting little bits here and there.
1: Yeah, what kind? Of, what's your like reading habit? What, what's your? Do you just do some time before bed?
0: Uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes a a Sunday, a lazy Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Do a little New York Times crossword, read a little, read a little book, take a little nap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Coachella obviously disrupted
1: that this weekend. Oh, I had sure. to see Cardi B. Yeah, of
0: course.
1: Uh, how about you? What are you reading? I am reading um Zadie Smith's uh, last book which is just a collection of essays uh-huh. called Feel Free. Uh-huh. And uh I love her she's like the just the right level of like accessible like like somewhere between highbrow lowbrow and yeah. you can you can you can like hear her British accent in her writing and so I I love her for that reason but honestly I we, we like Get the paper like we get a a paper paper Mm -hmm. every morning and never read it in the mornings. We're always like rushing. And so at night I read the paper in bed and there's always just like a pile of newspapers on me, on the bed, on the floor, all next to me. So most of my reading time is spent doing that and and, uh, with the intention of putting that away and then getting to my book. And then I get a few pages of the book and then fall asleep, falls down on my face. Uh You know that move? I sure do know that move. So, I know it um, making my way through it slowly. Uh huh. I was just trying to reali- like, think why I feel so weird, and I realized it's because we just had a beer. I know it's our first time. We had a third of a beer each. Yes, I found a rogue Blue Moon in the Earwolf refrigerator, uh-huh. and cracked it open. Oh boy, this is gonna be a fucked up episode, I am guys. Waste it.
0: Woo! Um, I uh, did. He, okay, I had to st- uh, stop my subscription to the New Yorker
1: because it was causing me anxiety. Oh, because you're not getting to it because on time.
0: Because just not getting to it on time. Yeah. It's so dense. You really want to give it your full attention, yeah. and you can't. Yeah. And then they pile up, and then they're there, and they're just mocking you. My Sunday New York Times is starting to get like that
1: a I, little bit. When I went to – when I was in college, some because I was in New York, a friend gifted me as a uh, like this was my freshman year of college a New Yorker subscription, uh-huh. and I was like eighteen years old, like like oh I have a magazine, this is yeah. so exciting. Then I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. I was I was like, where are the pictures? Where's the where 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 are the fun you know gossipy Entertainment Weekly? Where's the bold type names yeah. and stuff? Yeah, that's no, not well, what the New Yorker is. Turns
0: out it really is not. At all. I used to, my parents used to get it and it used to cause them anxiety as well because they would pile up. But I would look at them and I would, I would like pick out the three things that I sort of understood <laughs> and then I would like quote from them and stuff. And then I would, um, oh, and this would also be in the New York Times Sunday magazine. I would look in the back for like arts camps and then <laughs> just drop hints about like the Bennington July program uh, and how I should really probably go, you know, between sophomore and junior year. Never happened.
1: Never happened. Never
0: happened. Hey, maybe this summer. You know what? Maybe. Maybe oh this is our God. summer. You had something you wanted to ask. What was it?
1: What was it? Oh, I saw Game Night this week. Have you seen Game Night? I have not seen Game Night, no. It's real, real fun. Okay. You know, the premise is like Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Sure. First of all, it was a little weird to see what is essentially a Jennifer Aniston movie without uh-huh. Jennifer Aniston in it. Yeah, like Feels she very much. She is clearly supposed to have played the wife. Yeah. Now, Michael had a theory afterward, which is that she didn't play the wife because this is dark – because their whole thing is that they can't uh, conceive, they can't get oh, pregnant, God. and it's because his oh, jizz God. doesn't work him. Oh God! And Michael's theory was, oh, that wouldn't, in. that would be too too dark if it was Jen, because everyone is questioning why you know sort of shaming her for never having kids uh-huh. would hit too close to home. I got it. Not to mention maybe is that there, there's a believability issue of uh, that was a very upsetting theory to me. Probably true, but. What did I want to ask? I wasted I up know. that third of a blue moon. <laughs> oh, well, I know. Mean, I we wanted to Jennifer ask you, okay, So, so then, I understand where so they would then throw it you was, off. It's them and then like four of their friends have a game night that, uh-huh. spoiler, it goes awry. Well, I can, yeah, yeah I can sort of tell. But um, if we had to do a homophilia game night yes. that then turned into a murder heist, oh, as this movie does, uh-huh. You and I are the hosts. Yeah. We can invite four <sighs> of our previous guests. Oh, my God. And this is going to be all different kinds of games. We're going to be playing games games. We're going to play a Celebrity and okay. Monopoly. And all, but we're also going to be playing like uh, like in the movie. Uh, we're going to be running from um, you know, killers and we're going to be okay. playing uh, impromptu flag football. Even
0: before we get to the, the killers in the flag football, mm-hmm. I'm just going to let you know. There will be five slots available because I am going to forget to come.
1: Oh, okay. I'm you're going gonna, to like, – something to is
0: going to come up that day so that I will not be able to play charades and celebrity and, and things of that nature. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't – do you hate game night? I don't love it. I don't love a game night.
1: This I really don't. This is shocking to me. Yeah, I don't. I. But I'll, I, now that you're saying it, it kind of makes – it's like you being a game night person is almost too on the nose. Yeah. But it kind of goes all the way back around to being not – Not you. I'm too impatient, I think. I don't know that I can – I have a – okay. A good friend of mine,
0: his job for a long time and still from time to time is he would organize game nights for rich people. Oh, And so like he would come in and it would be like, you know, you would start and it would be Clue. But then that would lead you to running charades where it's like it's charades, but it's going on in two different rooms. And and all throughout it, there's a scavenger hunt and whatever. Because he's A, he's good at it. And B, this city is full of wealthy people who are just like, oh, this costs $11,000. Great. yeah You know, and they'll just give you that. I mean, not anymore. This is when, you know, the economy was flush. But but yeah, he could like get, you know. Names to like have him come over and run, you know, a Scrabble um, mini competition.
1: I'm really disappointed that you're going to leave me with this game night fighting off All killers right, others and fighting for my life. I'll with,
0: go, let's throw Scrabble in there and I'm, and I'm, okay, I'm great. In. I'm great. back. Uh, if it's Monopoly, I'm, Leaving. Um, oh, OK. Uh, so our guest for this week is here. Yeah. And I haven't decided whether you've made the cut because, you know, we really got to get through the interview. So right. that's at fair. the end of that's this. We'll, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll come back to. Yeah. yeah. So I maybe just, we I have a spot you the truth. open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like James Adomian for sure. Okay, because he is—he's oh, a loose cannon, really smart—a loose cannon, which will add a, an element of unpredictability. Sure, but also if it does get athletic, mm-hmm. I feel like he can maybe help us there as well. He's okay. a football player.
0: It's true. So if the games involve lifting of heavy things, uh-huh. great.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh,
0: I mean, I just I want Samantha Ronson in my house. Right, your house, right, or just in the same living room as me. Yeah, so she's in there. She'd be on the sidelines with you, like, mm-hmm. oh man, this is fucking lame, right? Game night. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd get to make fun of it a little yeah, bit. We'd yeah, have yeah. a private joke.
1: Uh, yeah, That's,
0: um, good. That's a, good a Justin Simeon.
1: Ooh, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know. The fourth one is fourth one is for you. Well, fourth one is oh, it, well if if our guest doesn't make the cut. Oh shit! Uh-huh. Then maybe we just give it to Dana. Oh, yeah,
0: Dana would be you fun know, to have around. Of Dana course. Would ma- Dana would make a great got a to good positive Dana. energy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love how this game oh. night is coming together. But I'm, I'm going to leave early. That's all I'm saying. I'm probably going to leave early. So do you not get invited to game nights and, and have to go? Uh, no, actually. I mean, like, here and there. But it, yeah, I think. That's a more of a mid-2000s thing, I guess. Yeah, and also I think my, my position is fairly clear. Wow. You know what is crazy to me? Um, talking about people who don't like things that you would think that they would like. Uh-huh. Ben hates karaoke. Hates it.
1: Now, he, wow. okay. he's a musician. I see that,
0: though. So I get where he would, like, I get, it would be like for me seeing a terrible open mic night. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It would bother me. It, it would bother him. I think it bothers him for the same reasons that would bother me. Um, so, like, even just fun, goofy nights where it's like, hey, let's go get a private room. He's just like, ugh, I really don't want to. Mm. And then it kind of, you know, then, yeah. you know, you're stuck with somebody who hates it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to have to go and have a karaoke night that does not involve Ben. Sorry Ben. <laughs> if you're
1: listening. <laughs> but does Ben want to do a game? Maybe Ken, maybe Ben will take your game night spot. Maybe maybe he will take my game night
0: spot. The other thing is and I just have to say this, I get unbelievably competitive over stupid things. So oh, okay. I like it becomes much less fun for everyone around me including me. Wow. Yeah. So think twice. Think twice. Well, folks, <sighs> we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with our guest. Listen, you have heard me go on and on and on about The Jewel by Suvide. But I'm not going to stop. I'm never going to stop because I love it. Of course. It's you. It's who you are. Sous Vide is your drag persona. It is. It's part of my life Jewel
1: is my favorite singer, and it's
0: both things in one. Boy, oh boy. It helps you create chef-level dishes thanks to precise temperature control. Here's what you do. You fill up a thing full of water. You stick the Joule Sous Vide in there. You, uh, You choose with their visual doneness guide on the app how done you want your meat to be are you a medium rare person are you a well done monster like the president of the United States Ugh. you can be whatever you want to be there is no judgment there are more than a hundred recipes in the jewel app they help you cook pretty much every protein uh, meat poultry fish egg you know what proteins are I need to tell you what proteins are I like hearing you talk about proteins Well, but that's why they say jewel perfect food every time mm-hmm. to get yours visit chefsteps.com slash jewel use the Como the Comahode homophilia, <laughs> to get 15 bucks off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E code homophilia. Yep. Everybody listen. A brand new season of Raised by TV is available in your podcast app right now. In season
1: two, John Gabris and Lauren Lapkus are back, and they're talking about more of the TV shows and memorable characters that warped their minds. Oh, it is a show where John and Lauren revisit the best
0: and the worst. Of late 80s TV, early 90s TV, everything from game shows
1: to TGIF to Oprah to serial commercials. Yeah, and this season they cover the beloved Nickelodeon late night block Snick. Oh my God. Snick! I watched it. Okay. Did you watch Roundhouse? Yes. Uh, this is like tapping deep into the back of oh. my, the regions of my brain. I forgot about well, it.
0: Whenever my life gets me so down, yeah. I know I can go down. Anyway, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, plus, angsty teen shows like Freaks and Geeks, and their own—they're
1: joined by some new guests like Scott Ackerman. I've heard of him. Guys, listen to Raised by TV now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.
0: <laughs> Folks, we are back with author. Yes,
2: Amy Spaulding. Hello. How Thanks are for you? Having me? I'm good. Good Third of a beer, so.
0: Of a beer, Anything man. could happen. Yay. Turns out that's just that is just the right amount Perfect. to get into a long discussion of game nights and and concerts that we missed.
2: Yep. Do you I guys not forgot. have a lot of friends who like want to do board games now? I feel no. like that's really a thing hitting my. I shouldn't say hitting. It's been hitting. No, I have a lot of board game aficionados, people no. who want to create their own board games. who go to board game conventions. No. who wow. want to get into the business of board games.
0: No. can I tell you my last board game experience? There is a place called Guild Hall. In Burbank. It's by the Burbank Airport.
2: I work near the Burbank Airport. So. Okay. Well, Ooh. if
0: this appeals to you, go to Guildhall. It's a place that is – it's built around the game. So there's uh, a wall of shelves of video games – of, of board games rather. And then I guess there's an area where you can play video games in the back, but all the TVs are – it's like a sports bar, but the sports that they're showing are – video games on Twitch. So it's like live footage of like teenagers with expressionless faces, like just oh, hitting God. buttons, and then you can see what they're doing and they're, you know, they have a sword and they or oh, they have a spell now and whatever. And the music that they play is like jazzy versions of video game songs.
1: Oh okay. So okay.
0: this maybe was why I had such a visceral reaction to the concept <laughs> of board games. Because a friend of mine had her, her birthday party there. And so we we picked uh, a couple of board games out to play, uh the first of which I forget what it was called, but it was it was one of these card kind of a things where you you know you pick five cards and you yeah. put them together and like what's the best answer for this thing or whatever uh it was a, a very post cards against humanity mm-hmm. thing where it was you have to come up with a uh, a movie plot. So you have like a protagonist card, an antagonist card, and a you know inciting incident card, and a resolution card, and whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's all just like you know she likes to smell farts or whatever. <laughs> just dumb <laughs> shit that is that exists in this world where it's like you have to be shocking and whatever. Yeah. And it was like it made me so furious that now I'm just mad at all board.
2: Games. No, I've had to play games like that too, and I'm like I literally like I've literally watched friends come up with better jokes doing, like, warm-up games to do improv. Yes. And I'm like, it's not that I have a problem with this as a concept, but I've never seen it done. I'm like, you had time to write these things. Why is it worse than things I've seen people come up with, like, in two seconds? (sighs) Yes. That is my issue with it.
1: So fucking annoying. So annoying. What are you obsessed with currently,
2: uh, pop culture-wise? Okay, so this is weird because it's old, Mm -hmm. and I apologize for that. No, please. But— like, last month or so, Hulu put all the old episodes of ER on. Oh, wow. And so I've just been running through them. I'm wow. on season 11. Wow. How many seasons are there? 15. I shit. did not know that. I didn't either. And it's gotten bad. Like, it has gotten bad. Hardly anyone I recognize is still in it. Well, yeah. that's what
1: I – who, who – is there anyone who is in all 15 yeah, seasons? I you're, don't
2: think so. But there are people who leave and come back, which sure. makes me concerned. I'm like, what? Just go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Eh, That's a good steady job. Noah Wiley
2: is still in it in season Uh eleven. I don't think he makes it to the end though.
0: Is uh, I feel like you're in the prime Kelly Martin years.
2: No, is she there yet? Season seven or eight? Really? Yeah, I am. Beyond that, because I still watched it then, because I was trying to figure out, like, when I dropped out. Uh-huh. And I think I'm – I am I think I've hit where, like, I didn't watch every week anymore, mm-hmm. because it was, like, pre-TiVo, though. So I wasn't watching every week, but there wasn't necessarily a way to make up for it when I didn't. Right. So, like, I'll be like, oh, I think I've stopped. And then I'll see an episode, and I'm like, oh, this is familiar. I just watched a bizarre episode where I guess someone made the writers do product placement for a new Chrysler and so there's their characters got into a Chrysler and they're like, Look at how many speakers it has. Look how fast you can go from zero to sixty. Oh, no. And then someone with road rage shoots at it and the car flies into the Chicago River and a man dies. And I was like, What a fuck you to the product placement department who is like, just put this Chrysler in your show. And they're like, All right. But fuck you! We're gonna have it kill someone.
0: Oh, wow! Well, and,
2: and I can't fairness, stop thinking about this. A, a sh-
0: gun shooter man killed.
1: That's
2: true. Right? Chrysler's. Well, that don't was. Kill it people. sounds like
1: the the gun shooter shot at them and didn't fully destroy the car. The, that they falling. In it's the true. Water. The falling
2: into the yeah. the river was the big problem. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which and I, mean, the, the best I will Chrysler, say the man say, who yes. died had he had some pre existing health problems. Okay. So sure, it's not oh, all the car's fault.
0: Who, who, so who's around in the season 11?
2: Uh, so Noah Wiley Noah is still Wiley, around. Sure. Um, Laura Innes, who came in season two, is still there. Carrie uh-huh. Weaver. Sure. ER's oh, queer woman, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, her, everything horrible just happened to her, so I got very angry. Uh, Susan Lewis was that Sherry Stringfield. She left, oh. but then for some reason she's come back. Maybe she thought she would get better things and then didn't and was like, this is a cash cow. I'm just I'm hard so, to even
1: conjure her face. All I can think is uh, Laura Linney. And that's not Sherry Stringfield. And, you know, she this is the one who was with Anthony Edwards. Uh-huh. So, right? they were like
2: best friends and there yeah. was a weird sexual tension that the, the show said was there, but then like I was like, No, I don't <laughs> think it is. Because when I when I originally watched it. I think I was probably 16 or 17 when it started. Started in 94, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a senior in high school. And I think I just sort of trusted that the men that the show said were attractive were attractive. And then rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, I mean, Clooney is Clooney, still Clooney, come on. He's fine. He's yeah, Clooney's great. Unimpeachable. But like Anthony Edwards was like the lead on a show and was like sort of a heartthrob, and I don't understand I just yeah. don't understand. They yeah. really
0: pulled the wool over our eyes on that one. <laughs> no, Wiley was dewy fresh.
2: Yeah. And, and no, like, that worked. And I mean, innocent. I'm like, I get that. Yeah. But, but like, I don't know. There are just some real weird, real weird things happening.
1: So, Carrie is queer in the show. She, I, I don't remember that. Well, yeah.
2: I feel like she didn't start out as a queer character. Yeah. And then, oh, somewhere in the middle, there's so many. I I wish I had specifics. She becomes really good friends with a character who is a lesbian, and then she's oh, like, like a
1: series regular, yeah. Character?
2: Well, like a recurring,
1: okay.
2: And who is like the psychiatric person that they call down to be like, is this person crazy? The caring yeah. person, <laughs> yeah. The so lesbian, yeah. So this this lesbian and her become really good friends, and they're exchanging very sort of like. Expensive gifts. And then Carrie's like, Isn't it great? We're friends. And the woman's like, What are you talking about? We are clearly about to date. And she's like, What? I'm straight.
1: Oh, wow. And then she
2: has a whole, like, realizing she's gay plot line, which was handled in a very, I guess, late 90s, early 2000s, clunky sort of – everyone gets mad at her that she's not out, like, that people are always trying to break up with her for that. She's, Mm -hmm. like, very bad at it. Once she's out, everyone's like, hey, as a lesbian, like, (laughs) let's ask you about this lesbian thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember at the time I was, like, really into the plot. And, like, so the whole time I was watching it, I was like, when is this queer stuff going to happen? Yeah. And it took so many seasons. And then uh, I almost said spoiler alert, but, like, the show is so old. But, like, she finally, like, got a wife and they had a baby. And then the wife is a firefighter and she died. Uh. And then the wife's family tried to sue her for custody of the baby because she didn't have – you know, parental rights. And I think the show is supposed to try to make a point of like, hey, it's really important that, you know, queer people have legalized marriage and adoption and everything. Obviously true, but it just was done in such a – like. It just made me so angry and sad that I was like, I don't like this anymore. And I think they realized that cuz then like 3 episodes later the family was like, never mind, we'll just babysit him and you can still have custody. I'm like, well and that you was We were like,
1: okay, I'll watch 3 more seasons. <laughs> yeah.
2: I only have 4 to go and then I'm done. Then I'm oh, out. I don't this know. This
1: is an accomplishment. You got to stick with it. I yeah, don't even know an what's going to happen to
2: my life when it's over cuz I feel like yeah. I've been I've been so frazzled lately with you know having the book come out. Just a lot of a lot of time I need to focus on that. And so I haven't taken in a lot of like new media yeah. because I'm just like, I need to like set my brain to autopilot if I'm on the couch. yeah. And so I'm just like, ER. So I'm like, oh, soon it's going to be done. What wow. am I going to, what's going to be my new autopilot? I don't know.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could do the Chicago Hope. You know That's I mean? true.
2: I will. T- okay. I know a lot about medical dramas. So this is Chicago Hope is not available on streaming here or on DVD but as a gift, my mother bought me international DVDs of it and a region-free DVD player that I could watch them on. That's
1: for Chicago
2: Hope? No, she's really she's really into like BBC series. Oh, so she's okay. always like, well, have this region-free or like a, re- a regular one that like comes with instructions on how to like jailbreak it. Mm-hmm. Just so she's like, well, you're going to need to be able to watch these British DVDs. My wow. mom is Your not. Your mom is cool. I, so she's very cool. I still have to like help her like Google things, and yet somehow she knows like how to like jailbreak a DVD player to watch Chicago Hope. Skills. Yeah, exactly. That is incredible. So I, I may start Chicago Hope after. That's okay. actually probably possible. There, yeah, that's a and nice, I want Grey's Anatomy along. Mm, yeah. so it's my, likes, it's my guilty a medical pleasure. Drama. I love a medical drama.
0: Have you gone to the the NBC Chicago suite of shows?
2: I haven't.
0: Okay. Let me tell you something about them. Uh, We watch them a lot, Ben and I. Really? Yes. Um, It is bedtime viewing because there's something so beautifully predictable and recognizable and soothing about it, and you cannot emotionally connect to it.
1: We're talking Chicago Fire. Chicago
0: Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago PD. Um, I've seen – Most of them. Wow. If you gave me all day to think of one character's name, I would never be able to do it. But it's just – it is so – there's something so weirdly 90s and familiar and soothing about it that it's like – it kind of – it's sort of great when we're like crawling into bed at 10.30 and it's like – oh. Cool. I'm like so Ned's won on. over
2: by a medical drama that even anytime I see like a clip of Chicago Med in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna happen someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will not be able to resist it forever. <laughs> like yeah. I'm
1: coming for you, Chicago Med. Yeah, it's it's not great, but it, it is soothing.
2: I mean, that's what you often want, though, from yeah. television. Like, from I feel like especially sure. in this age of this golden age of television, everything's so thought provoking mm-hmm. and you have to follow things and really pay attention. And if you look away, you miss you miss like a visual reference that's going to come up three episodes from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love turning on like a dumb medical drama and being like, I don't know, if something is important. They will yes. talk about it a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do not have to pay attention too much. It's not very comforting at all.
0: Yeah, there was uh, there was just one with uh, with uh, conjoined twin babies, and the, the hero doctor was like, "I'm going to save them both," because they didn't think he'd save them both, right? But he did.
1: Oh, he did. He did it. Is that Gaga's? Uh, no, he
0: is on Chicago PD, I think.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. For no, fire, fire,
0: Chicago fire. fire. Yeah, thank you. He's on Chicago Fire. I don't know
2: Taylor. And the like the show's character. all like interconnect, right? Like they're all like, they I'm on this and I pop up here. because Yeah.
1: It's like the Marvel movies. They're in the same
0: universe. Mm-hmm. and It's like uh, it's like Blackout Thursday <laughs> back in the day. You remember Blackout Thursday. Oh, I remember Thursday.
2: Blackout Thursday.
0: Didn't, uh, didn't all the Chandler way from stuck Mad an About an to... booth?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Caroline in the City, perhaps? Caroline in the
0: City. Seinfeld oh. refused to take part.
2: I do remember that. So the lights Which came at the back time, I there. think I was like, good for you. And now I'm like, like I mean, would it have killed you? Come on. Come on.
0: Just have a flicker,
1: guys. Where's our Caroline in the City reboot? Come on, what is left from the '90s to oh, bring back? The single guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Partners. That was one of Wait, many like friend, friends. Rip offs. It was John Cryer and. Mm, don't have it. I don't know. Okay. Oh, you know what else? Ned and Stacy, which was Deborah Messing sure. and Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church.
2: That's it. It's fine. That's, That's all we need. I <laughs> would. Uh, some of them are all rebooted. Do, do you know already? what we've for some reason has come up a lot lately is that show Dear John with Judd Hirsch that was on in the nineties because a friend and I are obsessed with the idea that this like show about old sad people was on for so long, which is unfathomable today in a, in an age of youth culture and everything needs to be like social media friendly and shareable. We're like, that thing ran forever,
0: forever. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we need a, it's a hot new sitcom for NBC. Let's get Judd Hirsch.
2: And it's just <laughs> literally about people who've been left by their spouses or partners. Yeah. And are like in grief counseling because it's like the saddest concept. Yeah. Yeah. Not,
1: not the sexiest. Uh, and yet. Yeah. And yet it happened.
2: Does that need a reboot? I guess that's no, what I want to 100%. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, you know, we just missed our chances at a night court uh, reboot, oh, or right. Harry Anderson has, uh, that's right. has left us. I know. Very sad. What's left? La- I mean, I would, uh, I would go in for a Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah,
1: sure. I enjoyed that. It was I'm never a thing for me, Lumber- but yummy. I yeah. feel
2: like it was for a lot of people. So sure. Yeah. yeah, it was big.
1: Um, Amy, can we talk about your book?
2: Yes. The for new sure. book
1: is called "Summer of Jordy Perez" and "The Best Hamburger in Los Angeles." Best burger in Los the Angeles. The best yes. in Los
2: Angeles. Mm-hmm. It is a long,
1: unwieldy title. It's a great title. I'm very proud that I got it from Emory. I am really impressed. Um, My guess – my first question is do – is it a spoiler to tell us what the best burger in Los Angeles is?
2: A bit. But the thing is in the story, my main character, Abby, goes into sort of an unlikely friendship with her best friend's boyfriend's best friend. They're like friends-in-law. Uh-huh. And his dad is a Silicon Valley type who is doing a soft launch on an app called Best Blank, which will lead everyone in the future to like if you want to know what the best burger is in L.A. or the best taco or the best lobster in Maine, you can like go to it and it will tell you based on ranking. So it's like Yelp but more specific. And so their, like, friendship activity for the summer is eating these burgers and ranking them to, like, test out the app. So I sort of have a joke resolution to this because I didn't want to come down somewhere. So I I have it sort of a joke of, like, we did all this effort and then it picked the most obvious thing. And so, like, was that even worth it? Well, of course, because they became friends and had fun. But I I got out of it because I was like, I just don't want want the angriness from the people. So I'll just – Do you
1: personally have a favorite or you don't even want to –
2: I have gotten really into Shake Shack since it arrived. It Mm, is so good. It's so good. And there's wine there. Yes, and beer and and incredible milkshakes. I'm a big milkshake fan, so I always – any place that has a really good milkshake in addition to really good burgers. And they have cheese fries with sauce, which I'm (sighs) a huge fan of.
0: Amy Spaulding, don't fucking get me started on (laughs) cheese fries. They're so good.
2: And if you get them to go, you can get the cheese on the side so, like, you still have, like, a very fresh and warm experience when you're home. Yes. Or wherever you want to privately eat your fries. Yes. Yeah. I've really gotten into Shake Shack. Mm
1: -hmm. Is Shake Shack in the book?
2: It's not because I – the way publishing works, you sell something, like, two years before it comes out. Right. So it wasn't even here when I started – when I – and then you're writing it even before then. So when I started writing it, there was no Shake Shack in Los Angeles.
1: But you can still name drop all the bra- – you can still name drop In-N-Out. And and yeah, In-N-Out's no- in it.
2: Fat Burger's in it. The Morrison's in it. The Fix, Umami, Fusion Burger, so uh-huh. Pine apple Burger. Pan? Hmm? Apple Pan? I did because I was trying to keep it to the east side, but okay. I had to put Apple Pan in because uh-huh. it's just such an institution. Okay. So yeah, a lot of actual burger places.
0: This also did not exist when you were writing the book. And I'm just saying this as just as advocacy for, you know, for a good burger and, uh, and you know, good journalism. Uh, the Happy Hour Burger at the Wallace in Culver City. Oh, It's only yeah. available at the bar. It's only available from 4 to 7 p.m. They have strict rules. I usually don't like a strict rule, but it's so goddamn
2: good. This is very good to know. Oh, is it good? Yeah, you They're have to not, the bar. not a sponsor of the show, but
1: should be. But should it's be. Now, I've literally had people
2: be like, are you going to write like a little Christmas story, but then you can add in like all the burgers you didn't get to fit in. And <laughs> yes. I'm like, is it weird that I want to? Is that yes. enough reason? And I'm like, yeah, I think it's enough reason.
0: You absolutely should. Um, what else? What else would I throw in there? Father's, Father's office.
2: office? I thought about Father's office. I – like I said, I kept a lot of it to Eastside just because yeah. I was like, okay, so they're teens. Even if they have – even if it's summer, I feel like they only probably want to go so far. Yeah. And then Father's Office has all those – like you said, I'm not into the strict rules. Yes. And they have all those like, you can't do this. You can't add this. No substitutions. And oh, I was right. just like, do I want to honor you guys? I don't know.
0: No. I Yeah, that drives me bananas. Uh, no, we don't uh, serve uh, ketchup with our fries. We have a – a it's, house like, made aioli. fine
2: if you don't like it, but yeah. why say that, like, no one can like it? Yeah. Stout's the same way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I do like stout, but they are weird but about they stuff.
0: Yeah. They won't, like, they're, they have, like, two or three different kinds of buns, and you can't get, like... You can only get the yeah, one that's assigned. Match. Yeah,
2: That's bullshit. Come
0: on, stout. Sorry. We're I all guess, I
2: think it's so funny that they're like, no, this is the only way the chef wants you to taste it. I'm like, but I'm acknowledging I'm the one fucking it up. So, like, uh-huh. if it doesn't taste good, I promise I won't yell at you. Yeah. yeah. I've made a bad choice then. No?
0: Nope. <sighs> yeah, anyway.
2: Uh, what, were, what was your take on Love, Simon? Did you see Love, Simon? I loved it so much. Yeah. I wasn't necessary. I don't know. Have you guys discussed it yet? i have. Yeah. I have not seen it. I really loved it. I kind of went in – I know there was some buzz the week before that was like, are we past this? Like Mm -hmm. this like rich, really, you know, really cute middle, you know, like everything is going well for him, but he's gay. Is that who we like all want to relate to? But I'm like, I don't know. It's still like a big budget teen movie about a queer teen. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So I, re and then I think, I still think I like showed up to support and I know the author of the book it was based on, and she's such a lovely person. I was like, I want to give them my money. And then I just like cried like four times during it. Like I cl- like and then I cu- I kept hearing like male sniffles all around me, which uh-huh. is always like, you know, like the emotion is just like hitting yes. people right in the gut. I was it was such a lovely experience.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's not ground. I mean, it is groundbreaking.
2: That's what's. I think it's so. It's so easy to live in Los Angeles and know a ton of queer people and consume queer entertainment and be like, oh, love Simon. Where were you like ten years ago when yeah. we needed you? And then you start talking to kids in the rest of the country or even adults in the rest of the country. How still it was. It was huge for them. All these yeah. kids who came out to their parents after seeing it. I'm like, okay, I guess we. I guess we did need it.
1: Yeah, it's like a like a Nancy Myers movie yes. for gay teens, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. A little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's my take. I haven't seen and it. And
0: then, you know, in parts of this country, it's 10 years ago. Yes, you know what I mean? For so sure. 10 years is
1: right on time.
0: For sure. You yeah. Know? Holy cow.
1: Yeah. I, I, you should see it. I cried in blockers. Did we talk about that? We talked about blockers, but we, did, we didn't feel
0: that you had an emotional moment in blockers. Did you see blockers? I haven't
2: seen it yet. It's funny. But it was a
1: very sweet coming I was real
2: turned it. off by the trailer because it just felt like a bunch of grownups being like, girls don't need to have sex ever. Yes. And all my friends who've seen it are like, that's not what it's like. Go see it. Right. right. So,
1: they, they, they like acknowledge that pretty early on. And, yeah. yeah. So it's,
2: it's back. It was like. On the list, and then I saw the trailer. I was like, off the list. Uh And then I heard my, I was like, all right, it's back on the list. Put it
0: back on. And the and the butt chugging is much less significant than you might be led to believe. Oh,
2: that's that's good to hear. But there
0: will be butt chugging,
1: sure.
2: You you want to go in knowing?
1: (laughs) Should we take a break? Let's do that. Oh, brb.
0: It's Marvel's world, friend.
1: We're just living in it. Oh, right, Matt? Oh, my God. It's Marvel's universe, oh, in fact. Marvel's extended universe. And if you haven't heard Wolverine the Long Night, which is Marvel's first scripted podcast ever, you're missing out. Uh-huh. The first seven episodes uh, are really great. They're fun to listen to. Yes. If
0: you start now, you're going to end up binge listening to the entire thing just in time for the finale. Hey, remember the
1: first season of True Detective? It's a lot like that.
0: Uh Uh-huh. The show follows two special agents investigating a string of murders deep
1: in Alaska. And at first, they suspect a guy named Logan, a stranger with claws. Sound familiar? That's because it's Wolverine.
0: And honestly, if there is a mysterious murder and you encounter a stranger with a gruff attitude and claws, that man does become a suspect. But between a night worshiping cult and a shady police force, things
1: get a lot more complicated. This podcast has got— Everybody, it's got your Richard Armitage, who's incredible as Wolverine. It's got Scott Adsit from 30 Rock and Otto Asando from Altered Carbon and plus more appearances from people like comedian Chris Gethard. Marvel's Wolverine the Long Night, it is available exclusively on Stitcher
0: Premium. To listen, listen now. <laughs>
1: what? What? Listen, listen at wolverinepodcast.com. Oh. And use the code Marvel at checkout to get your first month free. We love comic books. Oh my god. We're back with Amy Spaulding. Hi. Hello, I'm still here. Yes, you are. Amy, what is your current dating or relationship status? Oh my god,
2: I'm so single. And so you know, single? so single. And it is this is a thing I've realized. It's like – and this is for me. I'm going to say this is for me, not for other people because I feel like if you say a thing, then on the internet, everyone's like, that's not what my life's like. I find it awkward to be bisexual and single because people are like, you can date anyone. Yeah. You should have someone. I'm like, no, but still it's very hard and awkward and people are weird and it's – I'm awkward too and it's very – yeah, so I'm just super single. Super single. Super single? Yeah.
1: Amy How long have you been super single? Like
2: I've all, I feel like I've basically always been super single with like, you know, here and there dating someone for a couple of months. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what's the, what are those
1: couple months like? Like where, where, where are you meeting those people?
2: The internet mainly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apps. Well, pre-apps just like sites, but yeah. Like what sites? Like I've done OkCupid okay oh, okay. and then, well, like the onion used to have a thing that went through it. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, so then you could, like, really try to, you know – You could, like, really write a
2: story about how great you are and read all these – and you would, like, read someone's thing and fall in love with them. Yeah. And then, like, two seconds after meeting them, you're like, no, this will never work. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was mainly – for a long time, I was sort of like, well, I this this is – I don't know. Maybe someone will think this makes sense. In my head, it made sense. I was like, I feel like I don't know how to meet men in person because I – don't know how to like be girly in the right ways, so I will try to meet men online and I'll try to meet women in person, and then then I was like, no, this is terrible, so I'm gonna try to meet men in person and women on. I don't know why I'm like I can only yeah anyway you can do both. But in both. my head, I was like, once I switch the thing on this the setting, like all the all the good women are gonna appear.
1: Yeah, that
2: didn't happen. Not so much. No. So anyway,
1: isn't isn't are are all the settings set so that you can meet men and women?
2: I believe so, but I will say, and I don't know what it shows up to as other people. But one thing I have found, if you are a woman who is bisexual and you are listed that way, the men who will reach out to you are often real weirdos because they're like, "Oh, I like that you like women." You're like, "Oh, that's not what I want you to like about me." Right? I mean, you can like that in addition to like, I think I yeah. I'm, like, a cool person sure. in other ways. So, like, I'm always like, no, it's all siloed. But and maybe I just don't understand how apps work. Maybe no one knows what's happening.
1: Uh, well, I, I we certainly haven't heard too many success stories. I will say that. I know, Short-term success stories. I also, right. like,
2: men sign up as women to try to, like, meet women looking for women. And I how just, does that work? They'll just be like, you're like, all, only show me women. And it's like... A woman named Doug, who's just a man. Hey, like, hey, ladies, me and my wife, or you know, Ugh. wow, which is well, real gross. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not helping. I'd look for you if I no. wanted that, sir. Yeah. Um, what is your
1: ratio of da- dating men to women? I've dated more men than women. More men than women.
2: Yeah, I kind of. I feel like for a long time I didn't quite understand, or at least for. Again, I keep being like, this is just for me. Everyone understands themselves better. But I think, like, growing up and then, you know, like being in the 90s, there were, I felt like people were gay or straight. That yeah. was my understanding. And I was like, well, I know I like guys, so I guess I'm straight. Right. And I guess every straight girl thinks about women as much as I do, and that just must be how it works. And then I was like, oh. But it took a while to get there. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so more of my history has been with men. Uh-huh. But, like, ever since – I don't know. I've talked to a lot of other women who feel this way. Like after the election, we were just like, oh, God. Like so many men were so sexist, men who I thought were really good and like liberal and on my side. Mm-hmm. And now like I went through a thing of like I don't trust anyone now. Yeah. So I don't know. The, the, the scale is fluid. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. You strike me as somebody who would meet uh, – like when you, when you said you meet people online – I see you as like a live journal person. Oh my you god, I was I mean? so into live journal. Yeah. Yeah. And and like and you develop friendships through that.
2: That is and I've actually made plenty of live journal friendships that I carry with me to this day. Uh-huh. But for some reason it's like never translated into dating. I don't know. Huh. Sorry,
0: what are we talking about? We're talking <laughs> about kind of the early blogs. Uh-huh.
2: Um but also kind of social media. Because you could bit. like tag yeah. people in it and you were all part of this platform and there would be a lot of sort of like memes where you'd be like list five people everyone should be friends with or there would be like friend matchmaking where you're like mm. you should meet this person and follow them yeah and i i genuinely am still friends with people who i was just like matched up with that way wow yeah
1: it's wow. exciting so um when did you when did you first date a woman
2: i haven't really seriously dated a woman to be honest yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Have you had interactions? Yeah, yeah. How? When, when did that start?
2: I feel like there were patchy things in my twenties, okay, and then more, more serious, more substantial yeah, down the line. And I just turned forty, so oh my yeah. god,
1: congratulations! Thanks, happy birthday.
2: No, You're I mean safe. not just not like, just. but like last year. So, yeah. so I don't know. It was sort of. I grew up as, like, such a nerd where I was just like, well, I shouldn't try to date people. Mm -hmm. They'll just come to me if I'm not the worst. And then you kind of, like, get older. You're like, oh, I should be trying harder. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I do, but it's fucking brutal. It's brutal. It's so hard out there. And I feel like the older you get, it gets hard in different ways.
0: Yeah. When you say that you, you know, one gender you will meet in person, what is that? How do you meet people in person?
2: I go like, you- to just like going to parties or uh-huh. like hanging out with. For, I'm not like a bar or a club or a, I don't know, single scene. I just did air quotes.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But you know, I'm my whole thing is like, I go to parties. I go to friends' things at bars. I like am not someone who sits alone and like doesn't talk to people. Yeah. But at the same time. I feel, like, I feel like there's, like, flirtation mode, and I'm very bad at that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you'll watch someone who you know, and then they start talking in, like, a different voice and, like, doing different looks and things with their face. And I'm like, I hate that so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I feel like, oh, if I was better at that. No. I, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing that I always felt, like, really awkward about.
1: Yeah. It's not a natural thing to do. No. It's yes. brutal. It's, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. 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 It's so, embarrassing. But I also feel like there are people who are very good at it. And then when you see that, you're like, oh, I'm bad at this. So yep. I should just – I'm someone who will like – I mean I've gone to therapy, whatever. I'm better now. But I'm someone who would just like remove myself from the scene for like years because I'm just like, well, I'm bad at this. I should just like not try.
0: Yeah. And then but people tell you that when you don't try is when you – Is mean, when it happens. When it happens. But then if you take yourself out of it and you have that in your head, then you're still passively looking, which means it won't happen.
2: Again. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, but do you have to be looking to be op- – I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's
1: really difficult. But I, I think it helps that you're real, real busy right now. It's true. You're promoting a
2: book. Getting out
0: there. This, meeting people. That. Yeah. Uh-huh? What do you look for in a lady? mm.
2: Just like someone who is chiller than me. Okay. Because I'm really high strung. Like, I almost said someone will like take care of me. I don't mean it that way. That sounds very infantilizing. But I mean like I'm someone who like goes to the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. I need someone who is like chiller, who is reasonable.
1: Yeah.
2: But basically, yeah, someone who will like temper that part of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really drawn to. But I also get scared when people are too quiet because I think I'm so talkative. That when someone's quiet, I'm like, oh, she doesn't like me. So then I try harder, but then I realize, like, oh, no, that's just how some people are. Yeah. But it that makes it tricky when you're like, I'm drawn to you, but also I'm scared of you. Oof. So, yeah.
0: Can you not handle
2: silence? I feel like I can handle it when I'm controlling it. That's okay. Re- Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if someone's not talking – like, I love, like, being in a car with someone, and we're just, like, driving, and music is on, I was like looking out yeah. the window, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm really enjoying this person's presence." Yeah, like that can be such a nice, like, intimate thing to share with someone. But if like I've like said a couple things, and they're like, "Uh huh," and then it's happening, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Am I bored? Like, what's happening? Yeah, sure.
1: So terror. Yeah. yeah, complete terror. Yeah. Um, when is the last time that you like went on a date or had an interaction with someone where you're like, "Oh, this is definitely going to go one way," and then it goes the complete opposite?
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: You know what I mean, like, and it, it, because it, it, it could be a, a situation where you thought that this was just like a like an innocuous or a friend interaction, and suddenly that person, you know, had a completely different idea. Or I
2: vice feel versa. well. I definitely went to coffee, like, or a beer, or something with a woman last year, and then she was being really flirty. But then we started talking, and she was like. Oh, I just moved in with my girlfriend down the street. Our place is really cool. And I was like, oh, this is not what this – this is the opposite scenario. right?" But anyway, that has happened to me with men and women where I think I'm going on a date and we're not. But I've talked to other people like women around my age and I'm like – Is a lot of adulthood just trying to figure out if you're on a date or not? And everyone's like, yes. Yeah, pretty uh, much. That's what
1: I was – I feel like so many guests have said that. It's so weird.
2: And then you're like, well, when's the right time to ask? And I've had people be like, no, you just – you have to set it before you go or you'll never know. But I'm like, it feels so awkward when you're like having a normal – like just a back and forth of like, oh, yeah, we should grab a drink sometime. Oh, do you want to do it on Thursday? Like – It feels strange to then be like, by the way, is this a date? Yeah. But I guess that's what you have to... I don't know. Do you like me? (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Awful. No, it's multiple. you have to. Or I also think... Sometimes I'm like, I don't think this is a date, but I think it's a thing of like, if we like each other.
1: Right, then it could be promoted to date. Exactly.
2: But like, so many times that's happened, and I'm like, oh, that person definitely showed up wearing a wedding band. I don't think that's what this is to them.
1: Or it is, and it's just that they they have an arrangement. Well, there is that too,
2: where, yeah, I've definitely. This has only happened with men. But I've definitely been like, this married guy is nice and wants to take me out so we can chat about the industry. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the things he says, I'm like, I don't think he wants to talk about the industry. Boo. I think the marriage thing is not holding him back.
1: So mm-hmm. When when you were uh, with the woman who, you know, you went out for beers with and yeah. she was just moving with her girlfriend, did you at any point say –
2: I thought this was a date. I didn't because this. I'm like maybe I just I'm because I yeah. think it's just as much me misreading a situation. Yeah, and I also think when you're single and someone asks you to get drinks, you're automatically like, oh, this might be a date. And if you're in a relationship, in your head, that's not even a possibility. So yeah. I think like, and I also know that, like, if you're not looking for someone, you sometimes talk in a way that's just as flirtatious because that part of your brain's turned off. Yeah. Because you're like, well, it doesn't matter what I'm doing because I'm with this person. And then the other person is hearing it. I've also done that the opposite where I'm like, this person is not an option for whatever reason. So I'm like almost like not yeah. flirtatious but very like warm and open with them because I think they're not interested. And then like sometimes you're like, oh, that was not the attention I meant to get yeah. from you.
1: Yeah. Do you do people ever misread that because like do people ever think you're looking for a date? When not – in the last thirteen years, no, really, no. You?
2: Mm,
1: not that I know of. If they have, they haven't told me. You yeah.
2: guys, trust me, it's probably happened a whole bunch, and they just no one would ever tell you. Yeah. That's no, what I, I think.
1: I, I, yeah, because I would. It it resonated when you were saying that because I'm like I've I've probably said in a friendly way to people like we should get a drink, and it's not even on my radar. No, but
2: to I've them, been... they're like, oh, okay, cool, or like, oh, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, I actually was talking about this on a panel the other week about. People really complain that there are too many love triangles in young adult literature. Like, you know, like starting with Twilight with like Edward and Jacob. Sure. But someone's like, people are in love triangles all the time and don't even know it because you're, you're just happily in a relationship, right? You don't know it. And then there's a third person who's like, I love you so much. Why don't you love me back? Like, you, you got into a love triangle without even knowing it. And so I think that not knowing you're on a date yeah. is probably happening to coupled people all the time. Yeah. And they have no idea.
1: I'm for sure in love triangles because other people want to date my boyfriend, but maybe not (laughs) not, not me. You
2: don't know, though. You don't know. Uh, It could be happening right now.
0: Do you find that you – can you turn off your writer brain when you're in these kinds of situations? No, I don't think so. Because you're always trying to think about – uh, everything. You're Yes, and I think
2: that's what makes you – it's not like I think that's my writer brain. I think that's my brain, and then there's this really healthy outlet for it, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So like I'm someone who's always like, oh, what does that mean? What does this mean? What could this mean? Why is it like this? Yeah. And so then sometimes it's too much and I have to take like an Ativan. <laughs> but often it's the kind of thing that then I'm like, oh, that makes me think of this kind of person and this kind of story, and then I can sit down and write it. But, like, that's still going to happen regardless if, if I'm writing or not. So if yeah. I'm in a weird scenario or just a, a normal scenario that I've perceived to be a weird scenario. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. If you are <laughs> – I hope everyone in a relationship listening to this starts to think about all the single people you've misled oh, with your dr- with your drinks and it, coffees. With your
0: charm. With your with your. I've full, also gone on things charm.
2: where I've, like – and I've talked to multiple people who have had this happen too, where – You get done, and you're like, I still don't know if that was a date. Like, nothing physical happened, but it also, like, some of those very initial internet first dates, like, often nothing physical happened. It's more of, like, a do I not hit you in person? Could this be a date later? Yeah. So, like, a lot of, like, sometimes someone asks you for coffee. It ends just like that, and you go home, and you're like, I still don't know if that was a date or not. (sighs) I have a friend who, like, went on, like – I feel like every so often, like, the same guy would, like, pop up and, like, take her out for something. She's like, I still don't know. Like, we're not dating, obviously, but also, like, is he just warming – who knows? Is he warming up to and over a very slow build?
1: Wow. So when you started dating women or or, or that became an option for you, Mm -hmm. even though it has been, like – It sounds like kind of like a a smaller part of your life. Did you feel like you had to start coming out to people? Yes, for sure.
2: At first I was like, no, I'm going to wait. And if I like really fall in love with someone, then I'll be like, hey, surprise everyone. And then I hit a point where I was like, oh, I feel like my whole – I think the one thing I didn't quite understand for a long time was – because I kind of was like, well, I'm like half straight and half gay. And so – It doesn't always come up. But at a certain point, I was like, no, I'm just queer regardless. Even if I date a man, I'm queer. All my experiences and, like, thoughts are still filtered through that perspective. And once that sort of hit me, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, come out. And I think most people were like, yeah. I mean, we assume that you talk about gay shit all the time. Like... (laughs)
1: Your mom was like, yeah, that's why you wanted the, the, the fucking season 11 of uh, ER. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Want. No, I think like even before I'd said anything to my mom, she would be like, you know, if you had a husband or a wife or whatever, like it was always uh, very much like, yeah, we, we get what you are. So. Yeah. of a so,
0: remarkably cool mother.
2: She's very cool. It's true. Um, people are always like, you know, your mom's a lot cooler than you are, like relatively speaking. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, I know, but don't have to bring it up all the time, guys.
1: Yeah, It's yeah. um, the truth but so it it didn't make too many waves.
2: No. And I really I I think I didn't expect it to cuz I sort of I have so many I have so many friends that we spend so much time sitting around talking about like dating, relationships, sexuality, gender, all this stuff, all these, you know, former liberal arts students late night chat type mm-hmm. stuff even now. And so I think like it was sort of a lot of us talked about these sort of things anyway. And so then when I finally was like, yeah, "I'm going to say it on the record." The other thing was I wanted to write about more queer characters yeah. and more queer experiences, and I was like, "It's really weird if I like never talk about it." Right. But I also like I grew up Catholic, and I feel like when you grow up Catholic, you're they're like the best sexuality is like no sexuality. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, I have to like talk about this and say like I've actually like spent time thinking about it, yeah. and like my like my Catholic guilt is still strong." I think
0: it never goes away.
2: It never does. Like, I'm you can, like
0: you can overcome it. You can. You can. You overcome can, it, but it requires thought. It yeah, it's very
2: instinct. much rationalization. Like my gut instinct is still like, no, you should think about nothing except like doves and incense and mm-hmm. stained glass.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. good parts.
2: Yeah.
0: It's just, you know, the default is shame. Yeah, the default shame. And
2: then like the next best default is like straight with the idea of like getting married and having babies and being like very religious. Uh-huh. And so to be like, oh, I have to say this other thing. I think even though I'm like not religious now – and like very liberal and all. I still was like, ugh, I just talking about this is very gross to me. Were you Catholic educated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. eight years of grade school.
0: Uh do your books exist in any of your old school libraries?
2: No, but oh, I should find out. I actually don't know. Yeah. I'm I did curious. try to I tried to do a school visit at my old high school and they like didn't even call me back.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I was like, this is
2: a very small school in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, how dare you? Where did is Did you this get special? someone better than me? Yeah. Uh An hour outside of St. Louis in Missouri.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Where?
2: Pacific, Missouri. Okay. That was my high school, Pacific High School.
0: You know I'm from St. Louis.
2: No, I didn't know this. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So do you actually know where that is? Uh, I've heard of it. It's like out on 44.
0: Yeah. I feel like there were like cross-country meets out
2: there maybe. Oh, probably. Yeah. Where did you go? I went to
0: a a place called Priory. Okay. A small all boys school. I have like a vague moms. idea of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Has there been a Dave Holmes visit
2: back at Broadway? there has
0: not there has not uh, and I don't think that my book is in their library because there's you know there's some gay shit in it.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, but like my first my first three books are like there's I mean there's like a gay best friend in the first one but it's a theater book so like uh-huh. you have to yeah and then like there's lesbian parents in my second most recent book so I don't know. But I also don't. Sometimes I'm like, how how much do they look into it when yeah. they buy it for their life? Like, is it on the list of books that are okay? They're like, okay, it's fine. Right. I don't know.
0: Right. But I mean, you know.
2: But I feel an like
0: alumna writes a yeah, book. I know. I don't
2: think they care. And yeah. like my, I thought my college would care more, but they have like a really good theater department where like people who go on to like do Broadway, yeah, and TV and such go. So they're kind of like, we don't need you either. Uh-huh. So I've yet to impress anyone. Yeah. As a former as a former student, yeah.
1: yeah. Wait till they read this one.
2: That's right.
0: Get it in there. Kids of Missouri, That's read right. The Side Summer of book. Jordi Perez. Amy, thank you so much for being this here. This was so fun. This was a delight. It's- Everybody read The Summer of Jordi Perez and the best burger in Los Angeles. I'm so excited to read it. So excited to see the movie, too. Oh, yeah. oh my oh, God. God
2: Someone please let this happen. That's my <laughs> dream.
0: We've spoken it into the universe That's it's happening. right. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Folks, The Summer of Jordi Perez and the Best Burger in Los Angeles is the book. Get it. Go get it. Go read, read it. it. Give it to a young person who needs it. Love it. Amy Spaulding
1: uh, was an absolute delight. She is a joy. Thank you, Amy. Uh, thank you. And by the way, Amy has been selected for the sixth spot in our – Yeah, Ophelia no, she – yeah,
0: absolutely. Yes. She She will absolutely bring it. And uh, and so, you know, uh, the rest of you who got invited, bring a single friend, male or female. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, thank you, Dana. 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 Thank you, Dana.
1: Colin. Thank, Thank you, you, Earwolf. Everybody. Thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. That's right. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. See you next time. Bye.
0: Great cooking is part art,
1: and it's part science. That is what your tramp stamp says. It sure is. And it's true. It's absolutely
0: true. Joule sous vide will take care of the science, cooking meat, fish, and poultry to perfection with precise temperature control.
1: Joule, perfect food every time. To get
0: yours, visit chefsteps.com slash Joule. Use the code HOMOPHILIA to get $15 off
1: for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code HOMOPHILIA. HOMOPHILIA.